1: of my brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big. Don't settle for mediocrity, live big. Let's get started by visiting canilivebig.com and let's visit it today. That's canilivebig.com.
2: You were made to think big,
1: do big, live big. Oh, Welcome to Live Big. This is Dr. Derek Greer. Here at Grace Church, we've captured our vision in what we call our church commitments. We're committed to number one, removing barriers. Number two, embracing truth. Number three, taking action to live lives bigger than ourselves. So this week, I want to share a series based on these commitments. And today we begin with part one, our commitment as a church to remove barriers. Let's get right into the word. So Jesus didn't even go into it. He says, Lady, He's talking about all those externals. But if you knew what was on the inside of me, if you knew what was wrapped up in Emmanuel, if you knew the gift of God and who it says to you, or who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, this is important. Jesus didn't dumb down the conversation because she was Samaritan. He didn't dumb down the conversation because she happened to be female. And that's you you talk down the females at this time in history. But he addresses her on a very spiritual and actually a very high level, though. At first, she didn't quite get it. But unlike the disciples, she got it pretty quickly. Now, the disciples were struggling with stuff days, months, and years, and God's like, how long have I been with you? Y'all still don't get it, but by the end of this conversation, this woman who was a foreigner and a stranger, someone he ought not even been talking to, was able to understand every little thing Jesus was saying. And the woman, you know, already been kind of checking him out, he says, sir, you know, often there's, you know... uh, sometimes you know guys uh, people walked around not not so much with buckets but little leather uh, pouches where you could reach down and wells and stuff to drink and, and she 'd observed that that he didn't didn 't have one and and she said, "Sir, you, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep, no matter how deep the hole is in your life Jesus can reach it that 's what he 's talking about here and You you want some water? You actually you're offering me order water and and say where then? And you you don't have a way to draw it. Where where then do you get the this living water? Now, she initially thought Jesus was just talking about H two O, talking about water. But what Jesus was saying to this woman is what water was to her body. He wanted to be to her soul. And that's an outrageous only God could make such a, such a promise. And either Jesus was the son of God, like he said he was, or he was out of his mind. And she knew it, So she followed up with this question, smart lady. She said, okay, I, I hear what you're saying. Are you greater than our father, Jacob? I mean, you're talking about this living where He had to dig a well and all the rest of it, but you just kind of got this stuff. Are you greater than, than Jacob who gave us this well and, and drank from it himself? as well as his sons and, and his, 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 his livestock. And what we're about to see is Jesus is about to respond with a very polite yes. You see, humility is important. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. One more time. Humility is not becoming a midget so you could be as small as everybody else. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's just thinking of yourself less. So Jesus didn't walk around with only him on his mind. And here we have Jesus saying, no, no, I am who I am. I can't. I'd be lying to you. I'd, be, I'd have to become the devil to say I'm not the son of God. I'd have to become like, like the devil and lie to you. I'd have to mess with truth to say that I'm, you understand what I'm saying? And for you to say some of the things or not to say the things God has said about you, you got to lie. You see, the devil's constantly in our ears lying to us about who we are. And because we've been in in religious situations so long, we just accept it and we think, you know what? That's humble. No, that's demonic. That's, That's evil. If God says, greater is he that's in me, guess what? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. It's not humble for me to say, no, no, there's nothing great on the inside of me. I'd be lying to say. I'd be lying to say there's nothing great on the inside of me. Because the, the greater one lives in me. Greatness is on the inside of me. I know you want me to fit in. I know you want me to be more b- polite. But I got greatness in me. You got greatness in you. Period. Period. You see, there's a thin line between arrogance and uh, confidence. You see... Arrogance smirks, but confidence smiles. Jesus wasn't looking down his nose at this woman, but he knew who he was. And you can be really, really great understanding greatness lives in you and not be a jerk. Okay, uh, that went, okay. Verse 13. Jesus answered her and said, whoever drinks this this water that you're talking about, you're you're stuck on this this natural water, you're going to thirst again. But whoever drinks this water that I've been talking about, the stuff that I want to give you, will never thirst. He was saying, I want to put something in you so powerful that you lose your thirst for everything else that can't satisfy and then he keeps going, but the water I shall give you will become in him or her a fountain or a springing up of water. See, the difference between a well and natural springs is natural springs is just that water found its way to the surface by itself. A well a human has to dig. And what he's saying is you don't have to work so hard anymore when you really tap into me. My grace is sufficient. There'll be an ease in living and an ease in doing this thing. I'm not saying that, that, that folks, that, that stuff's not going to come again, but there'll be an ease on the inside. You understand what I'm saying? But the water that I shall give you will become in him a, a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Jesus wasn't just offering her a temporary fix. He, he, he wanted to give her something that would last forever. God's not just interested in getting you a temporary fix. He's the same God. He wants something that lasts forever. You see, Jesus was willing to take this risk, not because, again, he was trying to be contrary or he was trying to impress people with how he he, he broke the rules. He did this because this woman's eternity was at stake. You see, life is short, but heaven and hell are forever. And there's no worthier a cause than the battle over the eternal destiny of others. So the woman said to him, Sir, give me this, this water. He got her now. That I may not thirst nor come here to draw on another message. I'd explain that a little bit better because she wasn't just going out there for water that time of day. It's probably where she, she, she met guys and, and, and all the rest. And, but but here, we, here, here we go. She's a Samaritan. She's a stranger. She's female. And to add to this list, we're about to discover that she was quite busy. Stay with me. So Jesus said to her, now they've been talking alone for a while. Men didn't talk to women this long if they don't want some. Okay, I know y'all too spiritual. The only men that talked to her that long. All right. So she's standing there thinking, hey, Rabbi is kind of cute. Yeah. Okay. So, so Jesus sees all the, it's my story. I'm going to tell it the way I want to tell it. Okay. My message. So, so Jesus sees the body language, and he's like, uh, let's make this clear. I know what most men want, but this not what this is about. So he immediately redirects in the conversation. He says, go call your husband. See, Jesus is smart. And come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Now, to us, that's blind, but it's an ancient way of saying, Rabbi, I am available. Mm-hmm. I'm in the book. I'm in the book. Read the book. Okay. I'm in the book. So, so she's probably out there batting her eyes and everything, look, looking at, 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 at Jesus. And the devil's like, the devil's all up in Jesus' he said, what you going to do now, Jesus? What you going to do now? That's what I love about Jesus. He never flat-footed. I mean, he's my guy. He said, you said, well, I have no husband, for you have five. (laughs) You see, Jesus called it what it was. You don't have to compromise your values to reach people. You see, underneath all our ill-advised behavior, hearts longing for better so Jesus called it what it was and he kept going and the one whom you have now you could call it what you want to call it let me tell you what God calls it a lot of folks think well she'd leave offended no 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 if you do it with the right heart you set folk free. Yes. On, sir. On, sir. And the one whom you now have is not your husband. Now, this is the point. Jesus knew all about her, come on, come on, but he still risked being misunderstood to reach her. Yes. Yes. Did he understand? God knows all about us on, our five things, our three things. On, Let's be honest our 10, 15, 20 things and he still chooses us. This is why we say grace is so amazing. It's amazing grace. Though I had five, though I had seven, though I had 39, 77, he still took time to sit down and talk to me, treat me with value and respect despite me. This is the Jesus I'm talking about. Verse 27. And at this point, his disciples came. And they marveled that he had talked with a woman. Again, I'm going to tell it the way I want to tell it. So Peter's looking at John. His eyes like saucers. But they knew Jesus, the next verse said that they didn't ask, they didn't say a word. They knew Jesus well enough, yeah. not even to say anything. But, but what I want you to see here today is Jesus not only expanded the possibilities for this woman by doing what he did. He also removed the limits of his disciples that this is important. The disciples were not free not being able to have a conversation. The disciples were not free being conscious of their ethnicity. And he did all of this stuff to make the disciples begin to think on a different plane and on on a different level. See, we think that we got to be with this type of group and we can only talk to these types of people. But Jesus now is expanding the disciples thinking because they're like, well, if Jesus can do it, then, then I guess I should also
0: do it. A life of influence isn't achieved overnight. It is built through the consistent application of wisdom and hard work. Dr. Derek Greer's brand new book 120 Minutes to Live Big provides you with 120 bite-sized nuggets of insight on practical topics such as marriage and finances as well as wisdom for personal growth and leadership development. It will ask you penetrating questions to help you reflect and apply what you've learned. This book will stimulate self-examination and provide fuel for personal transformation. The best thing about it Dr. Greer is offering this book to you absolutely free. That's right. A free copy of 120 minutes to live big mailed to you as a gift. However, that's not all. You will also get 30 days access to Dr. Greer's growth lab, a program designed to help you grow from good to great from mediocre to extraordinary. It's our prayer that this gift leaves you with a burning desire to be better, and become everything God wants you to be. So, if you want to live a life that overflows and blesses others, this gift is for you. Claim your free book and get free 30-day access to Dr. Greer's Growth Lab. Simply visit dgmfree.com.
3: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. Find out more about Dr. Greer, Grace Church, and today's teaching at gracechurchva.org. Let's get back to today's teaching.
1: Over the next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about what barriers are keeping us from really knowing and trusting God. We're going to talk about what's keeping us from better relationships. What's keeping us from experiencing all that God has for us. You see, our most stubborn limitations exist only in our minds. Today, what we're doing in this service, and I, I hope you guys got the, the email from me, is, is we're kicking off a five-week, live big, church-wide study, and the, the goal is, is to help you take off some of these doggone limits that got you bound and, and that, that are keeping you, and, and what I need you to do, and by the way, it should show on, yep, yeah, you have it right there, is all you got to do is go to advanced.com on your computer, log in, and each week there'll be a short video for you, and it's going to be awesome. Verse 28, let's get back to, to the text. And I'm almost there. The woman then, watch well, says, left her water pot. When you really, really have an experience with Jesus, the things you thought were so important, things you thought you so desperately needed without thinking, you actually have no problem leaving them behind. You you don't need a preacher to get in your face. You don't need a a, a whole uh, team of cheerleaders to move you. When when you really have an experience with Jesus, when you really taste of his goodness, when you really experience his grace, Without thinking, some things will just fall off, and you will just leave them behind. You see, I'm not just interested in making you a good churchgoer. You see, when you really experience it, changes everything. When you really, really experience, experience Jesus. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna do something special today. I want us to take a couple minutes. I want to listen. I want you to listen to the, the, the testimony and the experience of Joshua and Christine. Play that real quick, and I'm going to come right back.
4: We were dating and really uh, kind of wanted to kick this relationship off and, and do things the right way. I grew up in the church. My father was a pastor. She kind of grew up in the church also, so we kind of knew, you know, the rights and wrongs and things like that. But we were kind of struggling a little bit, so we, we were trying to find our way, you know, trying to make this thing work she got pregnant, so that kind of changed a lot of things, trying to figure it out and trying to make it work, so we knew that church was the only way, and God was the only way that can, can bind us, you know, bring us together, so we were trying to look for a church home, somewhere where we can feel like we're loved, um, somewhere where we can feel like we're not judged, and so when we went to Grace, and that first service we went to Grace, we knew it, from the jump that this was probably gonna be the church that we really wanted, that was really gonna help us and guide us in the path that we're going to go through.
2: Bishop had gave a word that was really like, basically, we need to stop being lukewarm. We received the message, we both left out of it like, that was it, like we gotta stop. So we started going to church and it became like, that's our life, we cannot do anything on Sunday besides going to church. We had been engaged already about three years. We had been together nine years. We kind of reached a point where we were like, we're either gonna get married or go our separate ways. I mean, it was a lot of arguing and fighting and not getting along and we reached out to Grace and we got plugged in with the Prepare and Rich program, which is the marriage mentoring. Really, that was like the turning point for us.
4: We had somebody on the other side that didn't have a no dog in the fight at all. They, you know, they were just there and they just heard our story and they just gave us their point of view from their life and the things that they went through. And when we saw that, it really kind of helped us out and really got us to see the truth in ourselves and, and really got us to be able to talk it out and, and things like that. So we were able to move forward in that
2: for me those those classes helped me acknowledge that I had a fault I now have different convictions about how I speak to my husband you know that doesn't say we don't argue and not to mean that I still don't say not nice things but I now am fully cognizant of it and it's not okay I, I don't accept it for myself and I don't accept to have him accept it Things around me are changing. My daughter, she wants to pray for everything. You know, we're getting invited to do certain leadership trainings because God wants us to be prepared for something. And in that, I'm learning that I need to do something else. I need to kick it up a notch because now I'm being prepared for something bigger than what I've been through. That's the outcome of the progress.
4: I always go back to this word, grace. it's it's really it's a powerful word and when you understand that word it makes your life with Christ and staying grounded a lot easier you might say that's it well there's no way I can ever God can never love me we have the ability to repent we have that that connection with him and that allows us to know that no matter what God is there to help and provide and to guide you in the direction that you want to go
2: hi I'm Christine I'm Joshua and we're the Culvers amen (laughs)
1: we're going to go back to the text and wrap up but what I wanted to do what I'm going to do over the next couple of weeks is just kind of reset our thinking again that's what this is about this is why we do what we do this is why we're people so people can come in and experience and sense the presence of God so people can hear a clear word so, so, so question marks can be stressed in the exclamation points. This is why we do the things. We thank God for what he does for me and what it might do for you. But there's a world out there that needs what we have. And this is, is, is the whole deal. This, this, this is exactly why we do what, what we do. Let, let's go to 28, and, and I want to get out of your hair for the morning. The woman then left her, her water pot. She probably left it so Jesus could use it. And this is what I want to happen to each of us over the next five weeks. That every barrier between you and Jesus is removed.
3: You've been listening to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live big. Listen to this message and much more from Dr. Greer for free at gracechurchva.org. We also invite you to join Dr. Greer and the Grace Church family here in Dumfries, Virginia, not far from Quantico Marine Base. We would love to meet you and have you join us for worship, teaching, and fellowship every Sunday and Wednesday. Get directions, service times, and much more at gracechurchva.org. That's our time for today. Join us weekdays at this time for the teaching ministry of Dr. Derek Greer. And remember, until next time, live big.